Hey, I've got some exciting news for you. For nearly a decade, the Social Media Marketing Society has been helping marketers like you to keep up with the changing times. This is our private community just for marketers, and the doors are open right now. When you join, you get access to ongoing training and become part of a welcoming community of marketers who are just like you. Learn more at smmarketingsociety.com. Again, smmarketingsociety.com. Welcome to the Social Media Marketing Podcast, helping you navigate the social media jungle. And now, here's your host, Michael Stelzner. Hello, hello, hello. Thank you so much for joining me for the Social Media Marketing Podcast, brought to you by socialmediaexaminer.com. I'm your host, Michael Stelzner, and this is the podcast for marketers and business owners who want to know what works with social media. I am super excited about today's show. I'm going to be joined by Amy Porterfield, and we're going to talk about how to grow your email list using Facebook Live. Now, we're not going to just talk about Facebook Live. We're also going to talk about absolutely amazing techniques that Amy uses to get people from Facebook Live and from her podcast ultimately over to her email list. If your goal is to grow more emails on your list for your newsletter or your leads, you absolutely must listen to today's podcast. Amy is doing some of the most innovative things that I've ever seen, and I know that you'll find a lot of value. By the way, if you want to reach me, podcast at socialmediaexaminer.com. Come straight to my inbox. And with that, let's move on to this week's brand new discovery. After introducing a vegetarian diet to piranhas, look what Michael Stelzner discovered. Do you send emails out regularly, maybe part of a newsletter blast, or do you send promotional emails out that are designed to get people to purchase whatever you're trying to sell? Well, my guess is you probably do. And there is likely a reduction you've been seeing in your open rates lately. Perhaps it's been creeping down over the last few months. Uh, Who knows? It could be lots of reasons. But I will tell you that what is at play here with emails is a problem. We are beginning to see email providers getting smarter and smarter. For example, when it comes to Gmail, which is the largest email provider in the world, they have something called a Gmail algorithm. And it's kind of a mystery as far as how that algorithm works, just like it's a mystery as far as how Google searches algorithm works. But the moral of the story is that a lot of times our stuff gets stuck in the promotions tab or gets stuck in the spam uh, folder. And it's not just Google we're talking about. It could be any platform. Well, there is a really cool solution that I have found. I am a paying customer. And just as a reminder, there is no tool that we ever mention on Social Media Examiner that is being paid. They're not paying us, I mean, to mention this. We just bring you what we believe is the best stuff. So I am a customer of this particular solution. I'm going to tell you what it does first, and I'm going to tell you how to find it. Basically, what it does is it allows you to add a simple little piece of code to the end of your email. And what it will do is it will send your email through a filtering system that will tell you whether or not that email is going to go into the Gmail promotions tab or into the spam folder. And it will run all sorts of different tests on all the platforms that you care about. It will also run spam filter tests. And basically, it'll show you what's wrong with your email. 
so that before you actually send your email out to the masses, you can make sure that it's going to be received in their inbox. Now, how many of you are saying, oh my gosh, I need that. I totally need that. Well, it's uh, it's called Glock Apps. Glock like the gun, G-L-O-C-K, A-P-P-S, glockapps.com. Uh, we have their $39 per month subscription service. And the way it works is they give you a, um, I don't know, seven or eight dedicated emails that you add to your list. And you can create a segment if you want in your list on whatever email provider you're using. And then you can send your message to that little segment. And then you can watch as the results come in and it shows you what's wrong with your email. And then you can begin to fix it. I will tell you that I have done hundreds upon hundreds of tests with this particular solution and it has been amazing. It looks at so many things that I can't even get into right now, but it is absolutely a very powerful investment because if spending $39 a month will allow your emails to get into the inbox and ultimately get opened and acted upon, the return on investment could be monstrously cool. Check it out. Thank me later. GlockApps.com. I was recently at Social Media Marketing World, and I had a chance to connect with some of our best customers. A lot of them listen to our podcast, just like you do. Not everyone knows what I'm about to share with you. We do something special here at Social Media Examiner. The best of the best of the guests that you hear on the Social Media Marketing Podcast not only teach at our conference, but they're also part of our secret society called the Social Media Marketing Society. Each month, our top-tier guests who have been on my show are invited to train inside our society for an exclusive group of marketers who are just like you. The training is designed to help you go from being a passive consumer of content to a marketer who is in active learning mode. So if you're ready to make real progress with your marketing, you're a perfect fit for the Social Media Marketing Society. Join us by visiting smmarketingsociety.com. We've got a really big sale that is ending very soon, so don't delay. Again, visit smmarketingsociety.com and join today. All right, with that, let's transition over to this week's interview with Amy Porterfield. Helping you simplify your social safari, here's this week's expert guide. I am super excited to be joined by my good friend, Amy Porterfield. If you don't know who Amy is, she is the co-author of Facebook Marketing All-in-One for Dummies. She's also host of the must-listen-to Online Marketing Made Easy podcast. Amy also specializes in helping business owners grow and monetize our online marketing. Amy, welcome back to the show. Well, thank you so very much for having me. So today, Amy and I are going to explore ways that you can grow your email list using social media and probably more specifically using Facebook. Um, Amy, what do marketers need to, well, let me back up actually. Why do marketers really need to think about email building in this day and age? What's your thoughts on this? Well, I tell my students that the audience you have on social media is fickle and it's not their fault because there is so much competition on social media. Now, I am a huge fan of social media. I use Facebook every single day to find my audience and nurture that audience. However, when you are on social media, whether it be Facebook, Instagram, Snapchat, whatever you're doing, you are 
constantly being bombarded with so many messages. And now with live video, now live video is popping up everywhere to grab your attention. So if you just do your marketing on social media, you're going to have to compete with distractions that will take your audience away in seconds. Mm. So that's why I say having an email list is your way of having that central hub in your business. And although we all know that everyone gets a lot of emails, we also know that we always open up emails from people that we want to hear from. So your job as a marketer is not only to move things over to your hub, your email list, but also create copy that people just can't help but open up because they really are excited to hear from you. But anyway, long story short, it comes down to less distractions when you can move things off of social media. One of the uh, big struggles we're facing now as social media marketers is the algorithms. I've been screaming, the algorithms are coming, the algorithms are coming, <laughs> because it is so hard now to get exposure in the Facebook newsfeed, Twitter's uh. rolling out algorithm changes, Instagram, they all have algorithms. So the idea, I think, of, of trying to drive people to become a subscriber, right? Uh, a recipient, if you will, of some extra value that they're likely not going to see anywhere else is really of great interest. Um, but the other side of me says, well, there's so few people that actually open emails. So I'm just curious, what are your thoughts on that too, right? Because it's kind of a, you know, uh, it, it seems like we're, we're, we're struggling from both sides of the equation here, right? Because you've only got a percentage of people that are going to open your email. Um, I would guess that you must track and measure everything. Do you find that the email subscriber is the best customer over the person who's just kind of cold advertised or seen organic stuff on Facebook? A million percent. So I'm glad that you went there. So basically, I would never say you should only use email marketing or as you already know, I would never say only use social media. So I think that the two need to go hand in hand. And I'm sure we'll talk a little bit about using social media to grow your email list. But what I have noticed is that, yes, not everybody will open up your email. Average, maybe 20% of people are going to actually open up the email. If you're lucky, right? If you're lucky, yes. We work really hard to get those numbers up because it's so important because what we've seen is that if they're going to open up the email, they typically are our best buyers. And so we literally track where is this buyer coming from? When did they get on our list? How long have they been on our list? Definitely, if you nurture that list, these people are your repeat buyers. And if we really think about the percentage of people that actually see what we post organically up on social media, it's a lot less than 20%. Exactly. Right? So even though 10 or 20%, you know, uh, might sound really low to those of us that are marketers, there's no way you're going to get that kind of exposure. Like if you put a tweet up on Twitter, there's no way 10 or 20% of your followers are going to see that. And there's no way that they're going to actually see it on Facebook either. So the reality is it is really the best way of communicating still. Um, So what can we do to grow our list? I know that's a super broad question, but, um, you know, maybe content. Maybe we need to start with content. Is there certain kinds of content that we should be using to lure people onto our list? Yes. And this is something that has changed over the years. I've been talking about, preaching about building your email list for many years now. And over the last year, one of the best ways to grow your email list, and there's many reasons for it, so we'll get into that, that I have seen and experienced is through blog posts with content upgrades. So it's writing a blog post, something really valuable that 
people will want to share. So typically if it's like a blog post where you're listing five ways to do something or like a social media examiner blog post where you're showing tons of images of how to do something, like you're really making it worth their while and it's something they're going to want to share with other people. Inside that blog post, you include what is called a content upgrade. That content upgrade is a freebie that people will then maybe click a button, give you their name and email, and they're going to get some kind of freebie. Now, people always ask, well, what's, you know, what's in the blog post versus what's in the freebie? And one example I have is I have an epic blog post, I call it, about webinars. And it's the myths that people have with doing webinars. So it's like five different myths and, and why they're myths and what to do about them. So it's really valuable, lots of examples. And then the freebie is the rookie mistakes most people make with webinars. Now, Mm -hmm. why I made that the freebie is that if you're going to believe me that these are myths and you can do it too, you can do webinars, now you need to know here's some of the mistakes you want to avoid when you start to dive into this. So it's like taking them to the next step with the freebie. So when you say the freebie, you mean the, this is what you get if you put your email onto our list. Is that what you mean by that? Exactly. Yep. Okay. So you use your blog post as a, um, as a way to offer a very specific targeted, um, special offer, if you will, right. To get people onto your list. So does this mean you're creating all sorts of special offers for different kinds of blog posts? I do. Yes. And that's the thing that's kind of changed over time. Um, over, let's say a couple of years ago, it was okay just to have a, a newsletter and tell people to sign up for the newsletter. Now I'm talking to the master of newsletters now. So you guys make this work. A lot of people though, don't do it as well as you're doing it. And so they just have one option for a newsletter on their blog post or on their website, and they're not getting enough traffic to it to get enough people into that newsletter. So now I teach my students because just social media and online marketing changes, you want to have a few different ways that people can enter into your email list because you can pique their interest in different ways. So I might have three or four blog posts with different content upgrades. um, And then I might just have some opt-in pages, lead pages, where I can send traffic directly to it. And it's not a blog post. It's just a freebie. Now, I only use those if I'm, let's say, on social media and I do a Facebook Live video. And at the end, I say, hey, if you like this and you want to dive into it even more, I created a freebie. So just go to, I give them a URL, they go directly to the opt-in page to get that freebie. It's like the Facebook Live is the blog post. And so now I'm saying, if you want to go deeper, go here. So that's when a lead page would work really well. Wow. Okay. So, So just to be clear... You are providing content, whether it be in a video or a live video or a blog post, you're always providing some sort of a valuable content, or generally you are, and then you're offering some sort of an incentive for someone to get more, and that's how you're growing your list. Is that a huge part of your growth for your email list? Huge part. Now, another piece of that is my podcast. I do a lot of freebies on the podcast. So I'd say that was my number one lead generator. But number two would definitely be all the other content I'm creating in Facebook Lives and on my blog posts and all that good stuff. I definitely want to get to your podcast a little bit later. Now, um, a lot of people that are trying to grow their email list might just, um, just have like, hey, at the end of an article, get more of this content, don't miss out, right? And um, and even Social Media Examiner has done that kind of thing. But if you go to our site now, you actually will see less of that. What we do at Social Media Examiner is we have our Social Media Marketing Industry Report, which is like a 50-page report. 
that we give out. And that's our offer across the entire site. So in our case, we just have one offer set across the entire site and we get about a thousand new email subscribers every day from that offer. Yes. That's insane. And we are up to over 500,000 email subscribers right now. Wow. But we are social media examiner. We're talking to more than a million people a month come to our site. So, you know, this is, this is kind of the exception probably rather than the norm. Um, but the moral of the story is we're kind of following your philosophy because we're giving lots of great free content away for free. We're just kind of um, providing this freebie all over the place, you know, at different stages of the reading of the, of the content. Um, wh- what about, um, what about, you know, how do we get people to the content in the first place, I guess is the question, right? Because remember, we, we, we said the algorithms are coming, right? So like just putting a good old organic post up on Facebook probably doesn't work anymore. So just out of curiosity, how are you getting people to this content in the first place so they can Great opt in? Great question. Okay, so of course there are the paid ways to do it. Facebook ads is a great way to drive traffic to your blog post and then um, get people to opt in through the blog post. But let's talk about some free ways to drive traffic there. And um, one of my favorite ways right now is just with video in general. And specifically, I love live video, which I kind of never thought I'd say that because I'm not a big fan of getting in front of the camera. However, you just can't ignore how incredibly valuable right now and how popular live video is. I mean, it was a huge discussion at Social Media Marketing World this last time that we were there. I mean, that really, I don't know if I ever told you this, Mike, but Social Media Marketing World was the reason why I decided to start doing Facebook Live and now Insta Stories and more video in general, because that's all anyone was talking about. That's cool. So, Yeah, it's so very cool. Um, So basically, here's the deal. If you want more people to join your email list and you've created some freebie opportunities, you don't need tons of them. Even just start with one if you don't even have one yet. Start with one and then you can build on that. But what I love that's working right now is that I'll jump on Facebook Live and I'll talk about a topic. So you always have to give first. And I mentioned this earlier, but I want to get a little bit more specific. So I'll jump on there with an agenda, a purpose. So I say, today we're going to talk about XYZ. And then I talk about it. I teach on it. I give some really great value. I answer some live questions. And I always will then end, if I have a freebie that's related to what I'm talking about, I will end with, hey, make sure to go check out and give them a simple URL where they could either read a blog post and get a freebie or just go right for the freebie. But if you get more deliberate with your video on social media, you're going to start growing your email list. You can do the same thing on Insta stories. I just saw an Insta story yesterday where a gal was promoting a free cleanse plan. And what she did on Insta Stories is she was had the camera. And we should on clarify her- Instagram for folks that might not know what Insta Stories are, just because some people oh, might yes. not know what that is. Okay, good point. Yep. So Instagram has these little stories that are very much like Snapchat, you know, video. And what she did is she turned the camera on her computer and she showed the page where you can get this freebie. And she said, look, guys, it's going away in 48 hours. I just wanted to show you what it looks like. Here's the URL you go to. So it was still a video, but she's just showing you what her freebie is for that day. So there's a lot of different things you can do with it. But I do believe video is the best way right now to grow your email list on social media. Okay, real quick. Um for you know, have you found the live video versus the pre-recorded uploaded video makes a difference as far as driving that traffic? I have. I feel like it definitely. Well, Facebook favors it right now, so Facebook's favoring the live video. So I feel like they're pushing it out, and I'm getting more organic traffic from it. 
are you when you're doing the live video are you kind of seeding throughout the video like how long are you talking typically when you're on there doing these kind of live videos walk us through an example of one of them maybe Okay. So the, let's see here. Let me think of one specifically. So I actually have one planned for later this week and I already, I, I usually am a planner, so I'll outline it for like five or 10 minutes. So I did this blog post all about how to wow your audience um, once you've attracted them as a customer. So different things you can do once they become a customer to keep them satisfied and excited. Hmm. So I might jump on a Facebook Live and I already did the podcast, but I can actually um, go deeper into the content and make it new and different on a Facebook Live. You don't always have to start from scratch. So I'll say, hey guys, I just finished a podcast. It's about creating a wow experience for your audience. And I went over these five different ways to do so. And I might then go deep into one or two of them on the live video. So I might talk for a good 15, 20 minutes max and really teach something and give examples. So I'm talking about how to wow my audience, different examples of what I've done in my business, what other people have done. So I'm painting the picture of what this looks like for them. Then I'll say something like, I have a podcast all about this and you can listen to the three other tips if you go to, and I give them a URL. And then I typically will say, I also created a freebie there. So if you want to learn how to create your own wow experience, look for the big yellow button in that blog post. You can download your own exercise, how to create a wow experience. Okay, wait, now I got to comment on this a little bit because this is so innovative. You're actually creating a video to promote a blog post, really, right? Yes, <laughs> and yes. Slash podcast, either one, right? I mean, it doesn't matter right, if it's a blog. Matter. And you probably already had tested it and knew it was it was converting pretty well. So you're like, it's time to do a live video on this one, right? Exactly. So um, you're taking a piece of content you've already produced that you know is still valuable. And then you're actually teaching on it again um, live for, I guess it could be as little as five minutes and as much as 10 or 15 minutes. Is that right? Yes. One thing I did notice, and I don't know if this is true across the board, but I've done 10 minute videos on Facebook live and it got a little bit of organic reach. And then I did like a 30 minute and mine typically are 30 minutes and it got twice as much as the organic reach. I don't know if while it's live, it just keeps getting pushed out to more and more people. So I tend to go a little bit longer because the reach is so much better. Well, we do an hour long show every week. Um, and okay, I, so- I, I'll give you a little tip. Tell everybody at the beginning, please share this, and at the end, to please share it. Okay, that's something I forget to do all the time. If you, you know, what you say is, "Hey, folks, if you're just joining us, do us a favor and share this." And at the end, you also say, um, "If you found this valuable, please share it because it gives it a boost in the newsfeed." Um, and then I would imagine when uh, you're providing value, and then I, I, are you waiting until the end to to tell them to go to the blog post, or are you kind of going? I- Well, going back to what you said earlier, I seed it a lot. So I'll say, you know, I have this blog post and in it, I taught blah, blah, blah. But one thing that's so important that I think that I was important for me to do and anybody that wants to follow this type of strategy, I needed to still show up with something different and let them know one thing I didn't mention in the podcast is whatever it might be. Mm. Because the last thing you want to do is just regurgitate because then why would they even want to listen to the podcast or read the blog post? Got it. So you have to get creative in terms of adding a little extra. Now, do you track the uh, the URL or whatever that you give them to go visit or are you just kind of watching to see whether that post all of a sudden had a burst in opt-ins? 
You know, I haven't tracked, and that's such a great point. One of my not so strong suits is my analytics, where my team does better with that than I do. So I'll have to ask them because I know they do. Um, But one thing we definitely look for is um, if we see a boost in downloads. And so that we definitely track. And we have seen a correlation in the one, the podcast episodes where I do Facebook Lives. There's no doubt there's a, more downloads. Now you're not necessarily answering questions during the live. You're just, you're basically working off of some sort of a outline or something, right? I'm working off of an outline, but I always do answer a few questions at the end. I feel like um, one time I didn't because I wanted to turn the Facebook live session into an ad and I had a very deliberate script I wanted to follow. I didn't answer any questions. And afterwards I went back to look at that Facebook live replay and all these people are like, do you hear us? Do you see what we're posting? Are you there? They were so confused. That's the the struggle with live is the comments are impossible to really track. It's so true. So I I always answer a few questions. So you brought up, you know, you kind of seeded my next question a little bit here, which is, can you boost these videos after they're done? And does that seem to help with some sort of money? Okay. So we tend to only boost them when we're in a promotion. We tend to spend money on our Facebook ads in terms of boosting Facebook live videos when we know that they're going to lead to directly to a sell. And um, we have seen significant increases in revenue by doing so. Is there... Anything else that you've experimented with, free or paid, to drive people to um, ultimately, you know, opt into these things that you're doing? Or is this your primary thing that you're, you're doing? This is my primary thing, but I'll say just as a little side note that the biggest list builder type of content for us, and this is not for everybody, but for us is uh, webinars. So whether I do them live or automated, Running Facebook ads or talking about them through Facebook Live videos or Instagram stories or whatever, uh, I tend to get the most signups when it's like a mini training, like a webinar. So I can't do that all the time. Doing live webinars is a lot of work. So even if I just do them once a quarter, I definitely see an uptake in my list strength. Um, you do something really cool on um, your podcast. Um, and I want to get to that in just a second, but I got a couple other questions I want to ask when people come to your content off of whatever you're doing to drive people to your content, the ones that, you know, you have a killer, um, special offer or upgrade or whatever you called it. Do you ever use any kind of remarketing or advertising to try to bring those people back to that content and to opt them into whatever that upgrade is? hundred percent. So we always have the Facebook pixel on the individual blog post to track who went there. And then we're always getting ads in front of them with related content, typically usually for a webinar, but it could also be just for that freebie that was in the blog post if they didn't sign up for it. And um, to your podcast, you do some really killer stuff with your podcast. And most people that are about to hear what Amy shares with the stuff that she does on her podcast are going to say, I can't justify that. So, um, but I want you to know before Amy even tells us some of the things that she's doing with her podcast, which are crazy. Um, I, I want you to know that part of the reason why Amy is successful is because she invests in growing her email list and in creating content. And this is kind of secret sauce kind of stuff. And she's agreed to share some of it. So Amy, I know we've kind of hinted a little bit about what you're doing with your podcast, but you do some stuff that I don't think I've heard any other podcaster do with the level that you do. So maybe you can share, first of all, what you do and why you do it. 
Okay, so a little over a year ago, we decided that we wanted to make our podcast a lead generator for us. The podcast was doing well, but we thought we'd like to see a little bit more traction with this. So we decided that with almost every episode, we would create some kind of freebie that went along with the podcast. And um, specifically, I tend to do podcast episodes when it's just me. I'm not doing interviews. When it's just me, I treat it like this is going to be a mini training. And so we spend a lot of time on the back end creating the outline for it, getting tons of examples, you know, writing it out in a way that's not a script, but it really is a training outline that I can use. And then before I record it, I work with my team and say, okay, what's the freebie here? And so for an example, I did an entire mini training on how to get really good testimonials. And then the freebie was a template where it showed you a bad testimonial, a good testimonial, a great testimonial, and the transition that or transformation that it went in to get to a great testimonial. So they take a lot of time and a lot of effort, but we really have seen some amazing growth, not only just in the number of people that are opting into our list, but also the loyal customers that are talking about these freebies all over the web, which is pretty cool. Well, and you you sometimes do it with your guests. Like you recently had Rick Mulready on and you created some sort of a cool spreadsheet to allow people yes. to figure out how much to budget for their, their Facebook I do, ads. Yeah, I do with my guests sometimes too as well. So um, why, you know, why... Well, maybe you should say, what have the results been? How has this helped? Because podcast listeners, um, for those of you that don't host podcasts, they're a pretty passive audience. The bottom line is Amy and I both have really big audiences on the podcast, but most people are listening when they're driving, when they're in the gym. They're not necessarily in a, in a place where they can stop and do stuff unless there's a really strong incentive. And, you know, Amy, what what how has this helped you? Um, take that audience and have them no longer just be passive, but actually take some sort of action. So because the podcast uh, podcast audience tends to be passive, I knew that if I'm going to create a freebie, it can't just be like an outline of what I just went over. Like it has to be so irresistible that they can't help but stop at the gym and get off the treadmill and write it down really fast or put a reminder in their phone or something that's going to remind them to come back to it if they don't do it right there in the moment. So that Rick example was so perfect. So Rick Mulready and I tend to get on my podcast every six weeks or so and do a dedicated episode about Facebook ads. And Rick actually had this idea to do a calculator in a spreadsheet so people can figure out how much money they should spend on their Facebook ads to have successful webinars. So it was really specific. And it was kind of a pain in the butt to get it done. We had to kind of go back and forth a lot, but I kept reminding myself, this is something that someone would jump off the treadmill, take a little note to make sure they went back to it and come back. So that's kind of like my, my gauge is it that good. And so we definitely go the extra mile to make sure it's just not a regurgitation of what I just did in the podcast. What, what tools are you using to, um, to provide such a specialized offer? Is there some sort of technology behind the scenes that says show this offer on this page only kind of a thing? So we keep things really, really simple and we also have a process. So every time we do this, there's we use Asana. So there's like 10 steps in Asana that is specifically for the freebie. And so all you're going to be amazed how easy this is. So we use a lead box. So lead pages is a, a company that I love and lead pages offers lead box. So basically we have an image. It's the same image in every post. We just change out the text. People click on it. A box pops up and says, okay, give me your name and email to get the freebie. 
And then an email goes to them with a link to a PDF freebie. And we have one template for our freebies. So they all pretty much look the same in one designer from 99 designs that we go back to again and again. So we really do keep it simple. So it's not an expensive um, endeavor as well. So this is one of those kind of like just text inside of a box and you click on it and then up pops the put in your name and email address kind of a thing? Exactly. Yep. And I've heard that those things convert really, really well, even better than just having the form actually embedded on the site. Exactly. I don't, I wish I knew the stat because lead pages came out and said that if you go to a page and it has the name and email field already showing versus just an image that says click here to get your freebie or whatever, you're going to get a higher conversion rate with that box that just says click here, which is so weird, but it's true. I think I know why. Why? And, and I've been, I've been, I've been very resistant to this, but we've recently started using these yes, no things, right? I, I, do you want to, to get our ebook? Oh, yes, yes or no, which also eliminates that box. I think it's because most people, when they click on that, assume they're going to get it instantly. Like it's going to be linked to a PDF or something. And oh, once yeah. they, once they click on that and they see that they've got to put in their name and email address, there's kind of this thing in, in, ingrained in us, like step two, you know, put in that thing. Like we've started down the path and we've decided we wanted it and the likelihood of us completing that process is higher. And I've split test this and I've been amazed at how much better it is when you actually, you know, but you have to test this because it's not necessarily true in every situation, but we've right. seen, we've seen a lot of improvements by doing something like that. So that is super simple. So this lead pages thing that you're talking about, just kind of, you set it up and you forget it and it just kind of does its magical thing behind the scenes. Is that what I hear you saying? Yes. It's, it works out really well. And we have this like really simple delivery email. So once they give their name and email, we have an, e- uh, an email that goes out to them instantly. And it's literally maybe three or four lines like, thanks for getting this freebie. You're going to love it because whatever it might be, here's the link. So we uh, keep it really simple. I've heard people experiment with text this code to this number. Have you ever tried that stuff before? So that's a great question. I do have that in a lot of my podcast episodes. I'll say you can either text to the number, whatever it is, or go to this URL to get the freebie. And we definitely see a lot of less texting than going to it, which I'm kind of surprised because I feel like everyone's on their phones. But yeah, we still see people just go to the URL. Yeah, very interesting. Um, do you, would you mind sharing what service you're using for the texting? <laughs> lead pages. They're just going to love me on this episode. Oh, really? They're, they do that? I didn't even know <laughs> they, they have, do that. Yep. They have lead digits. And so we use lead digits um, for for all of our texting opportunity. One more thing, Mike, that you just reminded me of. In the episode, so what's so important about the strategy, if you all want to try it, is that you want your freebie to be determined before you turn on the mic and you start recording because you want to tease it and talk about it a lot throughout the episode. Mm. And so one of the things I do is I tell them where to go to the show notes and in the show notes, you can get uh, the button to opt in. But I also create just a standalone opt-in page and say, if you want to go right to the freebie, here's a URL. And so I also just use a standalone lead page with with just name and email if they want to go right to it. So I give them a few options. So there's no way someone can say you've made it difficult to get to it. Now, just as a listener of your podcast, I want to tell everybody what Amy does, which is really smart, is she tees up the freebie at the beginning and at the end of the podcast. Yes. So her show is, what, 30 to 40 minutes? Is that about right? Yep. Mm -hmm. So she lets people know what the freebie is at the beginning and at the end of the show. Now, I would imagine 
you do the same thing when you're doing a Facebook Live video, or do you wait till the till a little later into the Facebook Live video before you mention the freebie? If I'm really on my game, I will definitely mention it in the beginning and then say, I'll tell you about it at the end. Got it. And then in the blog post itself, is that an exception or do you also say, hey, by the t- uh, be sure to get to the end of this post to find out about the freebie or, or is that an, an area where, where it doesn't necessarily make sense to tease I- it up? I don't tease it up. I And I typically try to put the freebie in the middle versus at the very end. It doesn't always work that way, hmm. but it's always one of my goals. It's very interesting because we have tested extensively um, placing ads in the middle and at the end of our, our articles for what we sell, like social media and marketing. And I'm dying to hear. Well, it turns out that both are extremely effective. So oh, you should probably do both, not just good. one. Okay, um, we know. used to do just the middle and then we added the end and the middle. And they both worked really well. I think the logic is that people that are really into your article are going to skip right past the middle. The people that aren't so into your article are going to abandon and it gives them a reason to abandon in the middle. Does that make sense? Yes, that's a good point. So um, this is, you guys, this is secret sauce kind of stuff. This is really cool. Now, what do you say to the person who's like, look, my business, Amy, is to sell my knowledge. And the idea of creating a blog post that has a lot of knowledge in it is already kind of a stretch for me. <laughs> and mm-hmm. and the idea of creating a freebie that goes beyond the blog post or beyond the podcast, which contains even more valuable content, like my business is selling my knowledge. What do you say to those people um, that maybe are all about selling courses or consulting and are a little scared that they're giving too much away in the freebie? Okay, so the first thing I'll say is that my entire livelihood is based off of selling my knowledge. And so I completely get that fear and where it comes from. Um, one thing I was taught early on in my days of you know just starting my business is that give your best stuff away for free. And, and that's true. And I'll tell you a little bit about how that works, though. But my gauge is that if I'm creating something and it's really good and I want to give it away for free and I hear this little voice in my head that says, this is so good, you should be charging for it. Like, oh, this is Amy, I don't know this. You're pushing a little too far. This is a little voice in my head. I love that because then I know, OK, this is going to be a home run. Um, because when you make your freebie better than what other people's paid stuff looks like, you will be the leader in your niche. You will be that go-to person. I feel that the reason why I've been so successful is that I don't hold back on these freebies. Now, here's the kind of formula you want to use. When you are- Wait, wait, wait before, are, before we get to the formula, I just want to talk about that little voice in the head because Stephen Pressfield talks about this and I believe it's called The War of Art. Ooh, he calls one, it the yeah. muse, you know, and it's the first part of the book is great. The second part, eh. But when he talks about, <laughs> he talks about like when that muse is talking to you in your head and telling you don't do it, that's like green light, go forward. You know what I mean? So Exactly. So that's, yes. you know, so you pushed through that, Amy, and you found great success as a result of this is what I hear you saying. I did. And I was nervous for sure. But I, I just knew some of the great internet marketers I followed. Eben Pagan is the first one that comes to mind. He really, really taught me this. So I thought I've got to try it. Okay, cool. So Go ahead. the formula then is that when you are selling something, you are selling a system, a blueprint, a path, the exact steps to get results. And all of that is packaged in a way It's the how, but it's the how in a very succinct way, a syntax of how to get results. So that is what people are paying for. They will pay for a system any day or night. That is a very, very important thing to remember. They want to know exactly how it's done and also the steps they need to take to do it right. 
when you are creating free content, one of the first things you can look at is the what. So if you're selling the how, then what's the opportunity? So for example, my blog post of the myths about doing webinars and the rookie mistakes about doing webinars, that's all like the what, the opportunity, what it looks like, how it shapes up. But if you want to know step-by-step how to do a webinar system, you got to pay for it. I'm still offering immense value both ways. But when I do my free content, I'm starting where they're at and I'm getting them to realize, wait, there's this amazing opportunity here. And here's a few tips that you can try. Just try them for size to see if this is something you're really interested in. So I still give how-to tips and tricks, but I don't give it all in a syntax or system or every single step they need to get to the end result, which would be in webinar case, like big profitable webinars. Does that make sense? Yeah. I mean, it's kind of like you're training your audience in some regards um, on some of the value. Like if it was all about webinars, it's kind of like, here's here's what it can do for your business. And here's some of the reasons why it's so critical. Right. And then but you're not what you're not telling them is this is step by step what you need to do to actually um, do a successful webinar. That's where the course comes in, right? Exactly. And one of the best freebies is something that's snackable, easy to digest, but get somebody results, even if it's a little result. So if they, um, they figured out which technology to use for a webinar. Mm. Okay. That's answering one of the big questions. So it's a small little result like, okay, now I get where I would start with technology. Okay. Give me more, that kind of thing. Awesome. So moral of the story is you don't have to give it all away to give a valuable gift, if you will, to your listeners or to your video watchers or to the people that are reading your blog. Um, It could be something small, but something that will give them a small win. So they'll say, wow, how much more will I gain if I hire this person or if I buy their course? I mean, that's what I hear you saying, right? Exactly. Sweet. Well, um, Amy, we have just scratched the surface of all this killer stuff. um, And you and I could talk about this for hours. But I want to give people a place to go to discover more about you and all the cool stuff that you've got going because Amy does do a lot of this kind of stuff. She has courses and all that fun stuff. So why don't you tell people where they can go and maybe what some of the resources are that you have for them? Well, thanks for asking. So amyporterfield.com, all of my podcast episodes, my freebies, all that good stuff. And of course, on Facebook, I've been doing my Facebook lives regularly each week. So you can get some good nuggets from there as well. And I teach courses on list building and creating courses and creating webinars to promote those courses. So thanks again for asking. Yep. And then if you have room in your podcasting dial for another podcast, uh, definitely online marketing made easy. How often are you publishing? Once a week. Once a week. Awesome podcast. Really awesome. Seriously. Thank you. Coming I mean, like, from you, that means the world. Uh, and by the way, I have you. opted into some of your offers, by the way. I don't even know <laughs> if you know that. That makes me a happy girl. Yeah. So, <laughs> so at the very least, listen to her podcast, opt into some of her offers, see how she does it. Uh, amyporterfield.com is where you can find out everything about Amy. Amy, I want to just say thank you so much for coming on the show and sharing a lot of your insight and knowledge with us. So very happy to be here. Thanks again. Well, I hope you got a lot out of today's episode. I know it was super exciting for me. There's probably some stuff that we mentioned in today's show and you just didn't catch it all because you're on the go. Well, we take care of all that for you. Simply visit socialmediaexaminer.com slash 217. That stands for episode 217. Also, you just started listening to this podcast. Are you a subscriber? Hit that subscribe button so that you never miss a future episode of this podcast. I can tell you that we have some absolutely amazing 
content and guests coming and you are not going to want to miss it. Also, if you're a regular listener, can you consider giving us a review? Socialmediaexaminer.com slash iTunes will take you right there from your mobile phone. All right. Well, this brings us to the end of yet another episode of the Social Media Marketing Podcast. I'm your host, Michael Stelzner. I'll be back with you in the driver's seat next week. I hope you make the absolute best out of your day. And may social media continue to change your world. The Social Media Marketing Podcast is a production of Social Media Examiner. Hey, just a quick reminder, join the Social Media Marketing Society today and level up your marketing for your company or your clients. Visit smmarketingsociety.com to find out more.